Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Sports Urban Legend. Along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew, I'm of course with my mom. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, well, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing all right. Good to have you on the show. Hey, glad to be on as usual. Thank you, man. And of course, uh, thank you very much, everybody, for um, checking out this episode. On today's show, we're going to be previewing the Super Bowl. Um, you know, of course, um, it's going to be a epic battle between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady and uh, Patrick Patrick Mahomes and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs trying to defend their title uh, at Super Bowl 55. Um, we'll, we'll also talk about... Um, you know, we'll recap what happened in the, the championship conference series. We'll talk about the hot stove. Um, is Trevor Bauer, um, you know, coming one step closer to coming to the Mets after the the match trade, um, the the Arenado trade to um, um, the Cardinals from, you know, the, um, from the Rockies. Um, we'll also talk about um, the NBA with the Knicks uh, and uh, quickly quickly becoming a fan favorite at the Garden. And, um, of course, you know, talk talk, you know, WWE, AEW, NXT, and uh, give you our thoughts and preview on the upcoming Royal Rumble uh, tomorrow night. But most importantly... We'd love to hear from you, and if you'd like to um, share your thoughts, the number is 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. We'd love to hear from you. So with that said, let's, um, yeah, let's, um, let's go right into the Super Bowl talk. And I know you're pumped, man. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good Super Bowl matchup right there. Brady versus Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this Super Bowl that's coming up, this is going to be the fifth time in their history that um, these two guys are, are battling out. you got a bona fide future Hall of Famer in Tom Brady and um, a guy in Mahomes who, if he stays healthy, you know, Canton will be calling his name as well. But yeah. Um, you know, we, it's going to be an epic battle. Uh, the first two times they faced each other, Brady had the upper hand. But the last two times, uh, um, um, Mahomes got the better of him, um, including most recently in the um, the regular season. Um, so something's got to give. Uh, you know, Brady, Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be the first home team to host the stadium in their own actual stadium. Yes, the, the, the home team has defended their, 
their um you know in their in their hometown the actual stadium Tom Brady's going to make history um he's going to play in his 10th uh Super Bowl and he's going to try to win his 7th so um yeah we're going to and, and of course the first the first one with the Buccaneers so um yeah it's going to be a a huge series uh you know Tampa they they um they they upset the um the Green Bay Packers with a dubious call by the the, the uh, head coach LaFleur laying the game being conservative and trying to instead of going for the the the, the touchdown and the two point conversion um you know to to actually give them the only chance they had of of coming back instead he punted the season away literally and figuratively by you know kicking the field goal, and yeah, I'm, I'm surprised by that. They should have went for the um, they should the Packers should have went for the for the um, for the score there instead of the field goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this is a do or die situation, and you're just gonna mm-hmm. kick a field goal, and you might not even get the ball back. I, I didn't get that. Nobody does. Nobody got that. You yeah, know, that cost them. In the words of Yoda, do or do not. There is no try. And <laughs> he he died yeah. because there was no try in 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 um in Lafleur. I mean, that was just a badly executed play. I mean, yeah. decision. You know, it was like you know he was he was not playing to win. He was playing not to lose. And as weird as that sounds, there is a difference. He was he was playing scared, man. He got, you know, that decision, man. He, I mean, common sense would tell you. History would tell you. Look into the history books. Look into the archives. You do not give Tom Brady a chance to get the ball back. Final possession. If you give Tom Brady a chance, nine out of ten times, unless if he's not looking at Eli Manning or um. You know, or um, you know, Wentz. You know, basically, you know, it's not gonna be a good, it's not gonna be a good situation for you. So that was just a bad job by um, by um, you know, Lafleur and the Packers. And you know, um, the Brady, he was actually trying to cost the Buccaneers that game because he threw uh, some key interceptions in the second half there, which could have led to a Packers comeback. So Brady didn't look good in the second half at all Mm -hmm. compared to the first half. So, you know, the Packers had a few chances to come back and win that game, but they didn't, you know, they they failed to, uh, you know, they they failed to capitalize on those um, mistakes by Tampa. Absolutely. And And it reminds me of a very good friend of his, someone you admire very well, 20 years ago, uh, his team wasn't, was, uh, kind of limped into the playoffs, but since they had, a you know, that championship experience, you know, they were able to, you know, to, you know, win. And of course I'm talking about your boy, Derek Jeter and the Yankees. So never, not ever count out a veteran in a situation who, who has ice water in his veins, who knows about the situation they live and breathe. 
in those situations. You don't mm-hmm. give you don't give people like that a chance. Yeah. So that that's what that that came out to that came back to bite them. You know. Yeah. And that's what happened with the Jets earlier in that season, the the, the season too. Um, I'm trying to think about that. I think it was the Raiders. Um, they they um they they had a chance to win and then they gave the ball, they gave the ball back. I think to Carr. And he, um, you know, he ended up scoring as the time expired, you know, on oh, a Hail yeah. Mary pass. Which caused the, the defensive coordinator to lose his job. Yeah, um, Greg Williams. Yeah. And um, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, the Rams, uh, they, they, uh, they acquired uh, Matt Stafford. So Detroit traded their longtime uh, quarterback. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, it's it's a veteran and veteran trade because uh, Matthew Stafford goes to Rams. Jared Goff goes to Detroit. And mm-hmm. uh, the Rams are also sending picks to Detroit as well. Uh, but, yeah, that's a pretty interesting trade right there. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully um, it works out for both teams. I mean, I think now um, – the Rams, they have a guy who, you know, is slightly better, you know, at quarterback and can throw the ball down the field to the, you know, the receivers like Cooper Cup and um, forgot the other receiver's name. Um, but, yeah, now they could uh, have more of a passing offense because they've always been like a run-first team, you know. And so now they could uh, pass first, they run second. Uh, I guess that's what they're hoping for with the addition of a uh, – with this trade of Matthew Stafford on the Lions side, uh, you know, Lions, they have a young team as well. Uh, and I think golf is going to work out for them, you know, um, but I think they're going to miss Stafford, you know, mm-hmm. he's one of those uh, underrated quarterbacks who get overlooked by, you know, guys like Mahomes and Brady and Breeze, you know? So yeah, I think Stafford is going to, He's gonna do well in uh, LA and bring them back to the promised land. Hopefully, maybe they make to the Super Bowl next year. We'll see. But I think this is a good trade for both teams. Yeah, I agree. You know, but both men need a change of scenery. It's, you know, sure it's a sad day for the the Lions fans. You know, they they've had him for a long time on that team, and yeah. uh, now you know it's the end of the era, and they're just hoping. Uh, Goff can take him to the Super Bowl like he did. A, he he um he did with physical. He was the effort to the aforementioned Brady. Yeah. And um yeah on uh and then on the other side the the um AFC side the Chiefs man they just bludgeoned um the you know the um, the Bills. Those were trying to snap that that long streak, you know, um, of not making it to the Super Bowl since the, the days of Jim Kelly in the '90s. And uh, unfortunately for them, you know, Mahomes was able to play after he, you know, he um, successfully, you know, recovered from his uh, from the, the the concussion he suffered in the previous game. And, uh, you know, they just demolished them. And the Chiefs are going to try to win back-to-back. You know? 
Mahomes is a, is a young phenom trying to win back-to-back. And I think he's like the the youngest guy, or you know, to go to the Super Bowl, like under the age of 25, something something to that statistic. Yeah, something like that. He's a he's been phenomenal. So and mm-hmm. the Chiefs have been phenomenal. You know they uh they're looking to defend uh, their championship and win this for the second year in a row. And you know they're they're really good, man. Offensively, you know they they have a lot of weapons. You know they got probably the best tight end in the game in Travis Kelsey. They got one of the best wide receivers in Tyreek Hill. And they got some other speedsters as well on that wide receiving core. They got some good young running backs, and uh, and they got a great coach in Andy Reid. You know, and mm-hmm. and their defense, it, while it's not great, it, it's it holds up for the most part. And you know, they have our former defense coordinator Spagnolo, you know, mm-hmm. calling the shots. And you know, he has had some you know some great games against Brady especially uh, our first Super Bowl, you know. So he's – I think he's going to come up with a scheme to stop Tampa. And, you know, I, I see uh, Kansas City repeating this year. You know, I don't think they could be beat. And, you know, if Brady goes out and throws three interceptions in the second half like he did against the Packers, then, you know, if you give uh, Kansas, you know, several chances, they're going to come back and beat you. So Tampa cannot do that because, you know, Kansas City can score. And they and when they score, they score in bunches. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game, but I see Kansas City pulling it out. Uh, I, ho- I hope you're right. Normally I would I would agree with you, but, man, that that Brady, man, you know, he, he got that familiarity with, with Gronk and um, – I just, I just think they, they're just. I mean, both teams are battle tested, and obviously, uh, the Mahomes and uh, the Chiefs are. You know, they have. I mean, they're they've been practically undefeatable lately. You know, for the past couple of years, so they have they have they have success on their side as well. But I don't know. I think I think Tom Brady. This might be his last hurrah of of getting that title. And prove sticking it to to Belichick that he could he was the system, you know. So I, I think I, I think uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home making history. They're they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna upset the the Kansas City um, Chiefs. I hope I'm wrong, but history shows when I'm when I root for a team, <laughs> they don't win. So I think that's what I think. Um, I think, unfortunately, from my home, you know, they're not gonna win it. I think I think it's gonna be a good game. But, oh yeah. Uh, I think I, the Chiefs, uh, you know, they still have it in the back of head what Brady and the Patriots did a couple of years ago in preventing them from getting to the Super Bowl um, mm-hmm. in that AFC Championship. I, I don't think they've forgotten that, but. Uh, they got Kansas City just has too much weapons, you know, mm-hmm. and they can just score when when I mean they've scored against some of the best defenses, uh, you know, in the last couple of years, and I just oh, yeah. I just don't see them beating Tampa. And Tampa they've been on a run here mm-hmm. for the last four or five weeks, you know, but at the end of the day, I just think Camp, uh, Kansas City is just gonna be too much, too much of a problem for uh, yeah. Tampa. 
I mean, normally I would agree with you because Kansas City looks like they're the team of destiny, but the the uh, the the you know, Tampa is playing yeah. at home, so they got that on yeah. their side. Yeah, they got that advantage, man. They you know they're at home. They got a veteran who got ice water in his veins, especially playing that frigid uh, Gillette Stadium, you know, for New England. You know, I I think. Yeah, I think I, I you know what I, I honestly think I think Kansas City Chiefs is gonna have a lead, but they're gonna they're gonna blow it, and uh, and you know the the Bucks are gonna win it. Might be I say maybe a three to ten point lead, and they'll blow they'll blow it to um you know to to the Buccaneers. Yeah, I think it'd be a good game. I'll say that for sure. No doubt. You know, this, I don't like to bet against Brady, but uh, uh, this year I'm going to have to bet against him in the Super Bowl. Trust me, I'm rooting against him. Hopefully I win some money this year. I'm rooting against him, but if I was a betting man, I wouldn't bet against him. Yeah, usually I wouldn't, but, you know, then again, that was with the Patriots. Yep. Even though he's done good and he's reached it to the Super Bowl this far with this new team, um, you know, I still think Belichick – you know, had a lot to do with, you know, Patriots' success. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think uh, we're seeing Patriots here, so I'm mm. going to have to put my money on the Chiefs. Hopefully I win some, a lot of money this week. Well, I hope you do as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, let's, let's uh, move on. Uh, to baseball, and uh, yeah, there's there's been some big moves, you know, in in baseball. You got Nolan Arenado. He's get, he 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 got traded um, yesterday to the St. Louis Cardinals, and uh, I mean that's a that's a huge huge move right there. You okay. got like a you know a a slick fielding third baseman who who's arguably the best all-around third baseman in the game who the Mets have been rumored to be interested in and, and I mean, a bunch of other teams. And uh, he got traded to St. Louis, uh, uh, you know, a, a town that, um, you know, they're, they're always like a title contender. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they re-signed Wainwright. Uh, I think they're close to re-signing uh, Yadier Molina. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's a town... That's a town that you know they know they know about winning, you know. I'd say they're the the crown jewels of of the National League, you know. Unfortunately, and um, you know, unlike you know the other big teams, you know, in, in baseball, it's like it's like a laid back town, you know. It's kind of like L.A. or um, you know the Florida teams, you know. There's not there's not that much pressure on you. St. Louis, you know they got the the history, um, all those those. Uh, I think they even have the most numbers retired in history. I mean, other than the Yankees, of course. Yeah, they've had a lot of icons, and yeah, you know, Nolan Arenado's gonna feel right at home with them. I mean, yeah, you know that good fit. It's gonna. Oh, what are you gonna say? I'm sorry. I said uh, I think it's gonna be a good fit. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be no pressure. I mean, obviously, um, Coors Field, you know, 
you know, that was like a arcade over there, home run derby over there. Even though, like, over the years, it's, you know, it's been more back down to earth than it's been, say, um, like, the the early, you know, like when they debuted in, in what, 93, where it's like a, 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 you know, a band box where anybody could just hit it out. I mean, you could hit three home runs over there, you know, back to back. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's a good move for, for the Cardinals. You know, so, um, you know, uh, Chris Bryant, you know, he's he's another third baseman who's rumored to be traded. Uh, you know, some people think maybe to the Mets, to the Dodgers. I mean, I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't think, to be honest with you, I don't think he's going to get traded to the Mets, uh, Chris Bryant. Because the Mets, they're going to they're, they're gonna try to re-sign um, – Conforto and and uh, Lindor, and then potentially try to sign uh, Trevor Bauer, you know, and yeah, basically after the Mets got Lindor, I mean they've had nothing but bad publicity lately, you know, um, firing Jared Porter, um, losing out to George Springer, you know him going to Toronto, Brad Hand, a guy who they literally mentioned on the first press conference that oh if we were you know if we were in charge before Brad Hand was put on waivers by the by the Cleveland Indians we would have picked him up well guess what this guy was on the market this whole time this whole time and the Nationals got him by giving a point five million a half a million more than than they did and why why did he choose Nationals over the Mets. Simply put, Mets was going to offer him ten million dollars. The Nationals offered point five million dollars. The only reason he chose well, there's two reasons why he chose it. Supposedly, one, um, the 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 where where they play is close to his home. You know, spring where they play spring training is close to his home. And two, the even more important reason is that, um. Oh, wait, I'm trying to remember. Oh, yes. They were going to give him a, a guaranteed closing job, whereas with the Mets, Mets could not promise him that he would, start, he would, he would be the closer over Edwin Diaz, Lugo, um, or even Trevor May, the, you know, the biggest um, reliever um, acquisition they, they, they had in this offseason. So they lose out on Springer, Hand, and potentially they could lose out to Jackie Bradley Jr. or, more importantly, Trevor Bauer. And the rumor is is that the Mets, they're, they're, they're going to offer um, up to four years, maybe, maybe even as low as one year, with, you know, um, and he'll be close to, um, to um, Garrett Cole, his, his former teammate, um, Salary annual salary of thirty six million, but he won't surpass it. And what made the rumor even more likely is because I think it was on Thursday, the Mets traded longtime Met uh, Stephen Matz, you know their um, their lefty who had a lot of potential, but he's he he his career was always injury plagued and you know also filled with inconsistencies. Um, he got traded to Toronto 
uh, for three um, draft picks. Um, you know, actually, um, one of them was a, a, a guy who had a cup of coffee. Um, I think his name is Sean Reed, Flo- uh, Sean Reed Foley. Um, I think he's a right-hander. I think he, he started a few games with Toronto. Mets are most likely might use him in the bullpen. And then they had some other um, they had some other um, guys that were thrown into the deal. I think they were all like right-handers, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, it's a it's a bittersweet trade, man. Because um, you know Stephen Matz, he grew up a Mets fan from Long Island. Um, his debut was basic was literally a Met classic. You know he had like I think what two or three doubles, knocking like four RBIs. His grandpa was was enthusiastic. Stands like his 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 father was his grandfather was a star. Like they were like focused on him the whole day, you know, because his grandfather like Steve were were um, huge Mets fans, you know, growing up. So you know you could not you could not even imagine how happy you know his grandfather was to see his his grandson living out the dream and and performing with the Mets, uh, but unfortunately. Injuries and inconsistencies um, led to his um, the end of his tenure. You know, uh, Matt. You know, he thanked the Mets fans. You know, for you know the support and of course the organization for giving him an opportunity. And um, yeah, he's you know he's looking forward to his um, you know his uh, new opportunity in Toronto, just like George Springer was. You know. George Springer was, you know, he, you know, he was intrigued by the young offense that the um, the Blue Jays have, and might I tell you that that offense is very impressive. I mean, they have a bunch of juniors on that team. Like, uh, they got uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. You have Biggio, Kevin Biggio. Um, I mean, there's so many names I can't even think off the top of my head. Like, they have like a lot of good second generational star players on that on that team. A lot of young and talent, yeah. A lot of young talent. I mean they're not playing that that the, the Blue Jays team. You know, they improved the pitching that they had from a few years ago. Uh you know, they got Ryu as a you know as their ace. They I'm trying to think who else they have. Um trying to think off the top of my head. They, I mean they made a lot of they did a lot of improvements in this off season. You know, they have literally been the torn at the Mets side this whole off season. As a matter of fact, that that was the team I wanted the Mets to face in the in the World Series in 2015. Um, because I thought the Mets would have had a a much better time with the the team they had like six years ago was um, you know like a power hitting team. But this team is so balanced. The offense. You know, they, they're good, they're clutch hitters, they're, they're power hitters. I mean, they're not going to be easy to put away if, if any team faces them in the World Series. So, yeah, but they they got to they gotta overcome the Yankees. And, uh, you know, the Yankees made some moves. You know, they re-signed DJ LeMahieu, which was priority number one. They uh, they, they, they did a, a, a smart choice at um, – you know, signing Corey Kluber and, you know, with a higher high reward, um, low risk, high reward signing, you know, you're getting a, 
what was a two a two time signing award signing award winner, you know, and um, a guy who's 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 been battle tested, you know, with, with Cleveland, you know, and Corey Kruber. So yeah, that was a good move. Um, and uh, they made some moves. They got um, Tyone from uh, from the Pirates. That's another move, you know, hard throwing guy that could um, have potential with the with the um, the pinstripes. But I'd say the the the, the saddest move they made this whole this whole off season um, w- was that they let uh, Tanaka go. You know, they they didn't they didn't pursue him, and he you know he he signed a, a two year deal with the Rakuten Eagles, the team he he pitched for prior to. Um, you know, coming to the to the Yankees seven years ago. So, uh, what's your thoughts on the the um, the Yankees off season, especially uh, the end of the era with uh, Masahiro Tanaka? Well, uh, I mean, the number one priority was DJ Lemayo. So, uh, you know, I'm glad that they signed him. Uh, you know, this guy is you know one of the best, if not the best hitter in baseball right now. So, you know, resigning him, you know, just makes uh, our offense that much better come uh, this upcoming season. But I'm glad to have him back. And, you know, um, getting Kluber and Tyone, that's, uh, those are two very good pitchers. If if they stay healthy, you know, they they help our staff. Um, they, they help us have one of the best pitching staffs, you know, in MLB. But that's if they stay healthy because both of these guys, you know, the last – several years they've had some injuries you know so both guys have uh something to prove uh to show uh that they still have you know something left in the tank so um hopefully it works out um as far as Tanaka you know the Yankees they pursued Tanaka but Tanaka I heard he wanted more money and the Yankees weren't willing to offer him that money so he decided to go back to Japan and you know it's kind of sad because you know he's been uh He's been money when it comes to the postseason, with the exception of last year. Um, and you know, he's he's uh, pitched fairly well for us the the past seven seasons. Uh, you know, it's gonna be sad to see him go. You know, um, and when they said he's with the Yankees for seven seasons, those seven seasons went by so quick. I was thinking he was with us for like five seasons, mm-hmm. and then they just reminded me seven seasons. I'm like, yeah, that's right. He he has been with us for seven seasons. But it just went by so fast. But, um, yeah, I mean, he'll definitely be missed. I mean, I just wish the Yankees could have found found a way uh, to bring him back. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's business. So, you know, um, hopefully this, the Yankees, uh, they could uh, go into 2021 here and produce a good team and have uh, the players stay healthy because, you know, we've had a number of injuries the last couple of years. So, We'll see what 2021 has in store for us. Yeah, absolutely. We'll wait and see what the Yankees are going to do. And, um, yeah, going back to the Mets, um, yeah, the Mets, you know, they've, they, they also had a, a controversy with, uh, with the owner, Steve Cohen. Um, basically, um, he, he quit Twitter because there were some, there were some people on 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 Twitter who were sending him and his family 
um, death threats, you know, basically because um, of um, some controversial, you know, excuse me, situation um, regarding um, um, GameStop and, and um, I think AMC Theater. I mean, it's just a, I don't even, me personally, I don't even know this whole situation. It's just uh, insane, but I mean, I don't know the, I don't know the details to be honest with you, but I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just a crazy situation. I mean, nobody should be sending people's death threats for, you know, I, I mean, I don't even know what the story is about to be honest with you, but it's just beyond me. Well, so what happened was, so Robinhood, an app for novice traders mm-hmm. who trade stocks, they uh, ended up buying shares of GameStop, AMC, and some other businesses once those stocks soared. Mm-hmm. And once those stocks soared, you know, once share once these uh, people start buying a bunch of shares these hedge funds lose money. Mm. And Steve Cohen and his hedge fund, they wanted to put a halt to that. They saw what was happening. And I guess they um, had some side deal with Robin Hood where they worked out something where they restricted access to those shares. And people got upset because of that. They're like, well, hey, you're making billions of dollars. Why can't we make money off these shares? You know? So that's why people were going at Steve Cohen because they thought that he was trying to prevent these people from making money, but yet he's a billionaire himself, mm-hmm. you know? So um, that's why he's getting uh, these threats online. But yeah, I don't think, you know, sending someone death threats is going too far, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially over shares, you know, they're probably not going to make much money off it anyway, you know? So, um, but yeah, that's what he, uh, quit Twitter for. Uh, I mean, he'll probably be back yeah. on Twitter, but yeah. But um, I hear that there also might be some um, investigation in a, a securities investigation to see like if Steve Cohen and his hedge fund had any involvement in restricting the shareholders access to um, uh, ch- not shareholders, the traders access to these shares uh, on the Robinhood app. So it's a bunch of stock stock yeah. stuff, but yeah, um, yeah we'll see what I happens hope, with that. I hope he had nothing to to do with it behind the scenes because we don't need any more bad publicity. We don't need. Oh yeah. Uh, we don't need. I mean, like, if if he did prevent them to do that, like, we don't need any any shady stuff happening because I mean, you know, that's you know that's messed up, you know. Yeah. In every possible way. So, I mean, hopefully he didn't have anything to do with it, but, I mean, I don't know. So, yeah, we'll hopefully see. this doesn't... nice involvement, so we'll see. Hopefully this doesn't, you know, affect the Mets directly, financially, or, you know, in the future. Yeah. Um. What, was I, what else was I going to talk about? Um, can't even remember. Knicks? Uh, well, yeah, I definitely was going to talk about Knicks. I guess I'll just, I guess I'll move on to the Knicks because I, I'm drawing a blank here. Trying to solve the puzzle like Wheel of Fortune, and I'm just, <laughs> I landed on bankrupt. So, uh, let's, let's just move on. 
Um, yeah, the Knicks, man. Um, geez, I mean, the the Knicks, man. They're such a streaky team. You know, they they win, they win three in a row, they lose five in a row, they win four in a row, they lose four in a row. Um, but the good thing they they snapped their their losing streak lately. And, uh, yeah, their last game quickly, like, off the bench. How many points did he score? Like, 25 points, I think? Yes, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, he's been impressive, man. And, you know, they, we've, you know, us Knicks fan has been lobbying for, um, for, um, what was I going to say? For, uh, quickly to start. But uh, Thibodeau, uh, apparently Thibodeau don't think it's a big idea. He thinks, like the saying goes, it's not, it's not, you know, how you start, it's how you finish. And apparently he feels it's more important who he puts on the floor when the game's on the line than who starts the game. Which, I mean, I could understand that rationale. I mean, I think that's true, but it would be nice, you know, to see him start the game because, I, I, I mean, I think he definitely earned – that spot, even though he is a rookie. Yeah, I think he should start because uh, the guy clearly shows that you know he's ready to be a starter in the M- in the NBA. Um, I mean, his defense is not as good as Peyton, but I mean, eventually, you know, as time passes, you know, he'll his defense will improve. But as far as offense, he's our best offensive point guard right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm with him starting. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. For real. I mean, he's making everybody better on the team. You know, you got Randall. He's he's potentially a, a all star. You know, he, he's averaging what 22 points, 11 rebounds, probably six assists. Yeah. So I mean, you know, everybody's just joined together. You got Austin Rivers off the bench, being a spark. I mean, he scored like. 25 points um, in a in a game not too long ago. Like, um, unfortunately, the the Knicks didn't score anymore. I forgot what team it was. Um, oh, I think it was against Cleveland when that happened. Barrett's been playing good too. Who did you say? R.J. Barrett. Oh he yeah, R.J. Barrett too. too. Yeah, for real. And didn't didn't quickly score thirty one points a few days ago too, which is, which is of course is a career high. Might have. I can't even remember. Yeah. But yeah, he's been playing real well. Yeah, there's there's um also rumors uh that Mets. I mean, not Mets. Rather, the Knicks. You know, they're interested in upgrading our point guard. Um, instead instead of promoting, um quickly into the starting rotation, the rumor is, is that Knicks are thinking about either trading for Alonzo Ball or um, reuniting uh, Tom Thibodeau with his former um, point guard, Derek Rose, which also, he was also a former Nick as well in his own right. So if you had a choice, if you're Leon Rose, which one would you hire or, I mean, which one would you trade for? Who would you give up for them or see none of the above? I don't see none of the above. I mean, I'm not really impressed by Alonzo. And Derek Rose, we went down that path already, you know. 
I don't think we should do that again. Even though he's, I know he's played under Thibodeau in Chicago, but and, I don't want to go Minnesota down too. that. Yeah, and Minnesota. I don't want to go that down that path. I mean, I'd rather you know start quickly. You know, keep it in. You know, keep it within the organization. You know, so I, I'd say neither. Okay, it's, let's say Dolan came up to you and say, "McCauley, you have to play for one of them." What would you? Who would you? And you had to choose one of them. I mean, if I had to, if I had to, I guess probably, man, I guess I'd do Rose just because mm-hmm. he's. Uh, just because you know he has the experience and maybe he could the familiarity, familiarity, and he's played on the Thibodeau, and you know he can mentor some of these young guys. So I'll go with Rose. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I think I'd have to agree with you because uh, you know if I had to choose, I would I would choose Rose. You know because you know Rose has played in New York. Even though it's briefly, but even more importantly, you know he's you know he he has the trust of uh, of Thibodeau. I mean, this guy is probably Thibodeau's favorite player of all yeah. time. You know, and I mean he he made he made, I mean under his his leadership, you know Derrick Rose, you know he was MVP until you know the injuries you know got to him. And then he had that that resurrection. Um, what was that, a few years ago when he scored like what was it? Then he scored like fifty five points or so in a game. Probably, yeah. So I think he, um, Tibudo could definitely get the best out of him as usual. Yeah. But yeah, I'll give it a try. Time. You know, I, the, I'd say he'd be the. The better attitude to go with. Mhm. Yeah, you get Lonzo Ball. You know you're gonna have to deal with his dad. Come on, Thibodeau, play my son, man. You he gotta be averaging a, a triple double, man. What you talking about, man? Let me get on the court. Let me coach this game, man. You know you're gonna have that. You're gonna have that drama. You know. So I don't know. So if I had to choose, I probably would choose Rose also. But then again, you don't know how long, how many years you have with Rose, and Anzo yeah. Ball is younger, so. Oh yeah, but before I move on to something else, yeah, I remember I was talking about uh, Tanaka. You know, he, you know, he he signed a two-year deal. The Rockets, um, I think Eagles, if my memory serves me right. And, and basically, he has an option to opt out after the first year. So he said he did say that he has unfinished business uh, in America. So you could look to see him come back to the Yankees in a year or two, potentially. Yeah, could so, happen. So I would welcome him back in open arms. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, shifting gears. Um. Um. With the Nets. Yeah, I think they won a game recently. I think on Friday night, um, and I think they 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 combined for like ninety six points or so. Yeah, and that's been uh, playing real well. Yeah, they were. They have ever since I think they they lost like the first two games. You know, um, 
before they, you know, before, um, you know, when they first got together, and then they won a, a, a couple of games. Yeah, yesterday they, they beat the Thunder, you know, um, Durant and Harden's former teams. At this point, almost all these teams are going to be Harden and, and, and um, Durant's former teams. So they'll be bouncing around all over the place. Yeah. So, yeah, um, the Nets, they won 147 to 125 in o- Oklahoma City. Uh, man, how many games in a row have they won? I think like uh, this one, five in a row, I think. Two, three. Five in a row. Four, five. No, no, no. That's, they lost that one to Cleveland. So that's one, two, three. Yeah, you're right. Five in a row. You're right. They they won five in a row. They um. Yeah, they they got their revenge on Cleveland after Cleveland defeated them, one forty seven to one thirty five on January twentieth. They won five straight, including beating uh, their former teammate uh, Jared Allen. And the the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers one twenty five to one thirty, then they defeated the Heat one twenty eight to one twenty four, defeated the Heat again uh, ninety eight to eighty six, beat the Hawks one thirty two to one twenty eight, and then lastly, uh, they defeated uh, the Thunder by one forty seven one one twenty five. Yeah, Harden had a triple double twenty five points eleven. 11 assists and uh, 10 rebounds. Uh, Kyrie had 25 points and 7 assists. Yeah, um, yeah, Durant didn't play this game. And uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan, you know, he um, tried to pick up the load and score 10 points and had 8 rebounds. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, another thing is they, they signed uh, – Iman Shumpert. So now little Omari is with, with Omar Stoudemire, you know, in the organization. Wait, what? Uh, Iman's with the, the Cavs? The, the Nets? Yeah. Oh. Remember back in the days, we always thought Iman Shumpert looked like, you know, a younger Omar Stoudemire? <laughs> <laughs> so now they're, now they're, now they're reunited. Oh, but, nice. uh but in back in they're back in New York City, but now in Brooklyn. Well, that's a good move. You know, that'll improve their debt because uh, they didn't have much of a bench. Mm-hmm. The trading way, you know, some players in that in that Harden trade. Yeah, absolutely. They definitely, they definitely need a uh, you know a guy like that, a guy who who could score and and play some D. You know, so. Yeah, they definitely they de- they definitely uh needed that for sure. So yeah, it's a it's a good good uh a good move for the the Nets. I'm sure Nets will be able to attract young veteran players uh to you know come to their team, especially when they have the big three, you know. And you know some veterans will be uh they commit to winning, they'll take a pay cut, they'll try to make it work, you know. So. We'll we'll see what happened with the Nets in the in the future. Yeah, shifting gears uh, to the Royal Rumble. You excited? 
Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good event, even though it won't have any fans to cheer when they do the countdown. But this should be it should be entertaining. Yeah, that's a goal. How, what are they going to do? Are they going to have audio of the fans counting? I guess. That's yeah. A, that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think – I didn't even uh... – I didn't even think of that, that like the fans, because the fans are usually going three, two, one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be. Yeah, I guess they're gonna have audio, or maybe they might have old, old audio of them saying it. I don't know. Guess we'll we'll find out uh, tomorrow. So yes, here's the matches that's gonna go down Saturday, or I should say tomorrow. Um, we we're gonna have Sasha Banks. She's going to be defending the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship against Carmella with your, her chamelier Reginald, you know, up to his shenanigans to try to help her win this victory. Uh, I think Sasha Banks will retain the title. Sun tells me you're going to agree with me. Yeah, I think Sasha's going to retain it. Yeah, I think so too. Um... You have Oscar and Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax and uh, Shayna Baszler. I think they'll retain it until Charlotte goes insane and turns on her and, and purposely costs Oscar the title. You know, but th- that could be the only possible way. Hmm, that's a tough one right there. Because um, these two have they've been feuding for a while now. Um, which which one? Uh, um, uh, both sides, Oscar and Charlotte, uh, Nia Jackson, Shayna. Mm-hmm. The last several weeks. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Nia Jackson, Shayna winning the tag team titles. I think Oscar and Charlotte are gonna they're gonna lose it. Yeah, I'm thinking if if Oscar and Charlotte are on the same page and Charlotte doesn't turn heel, they'll retain it. But I don't know. Something just popped in my head now. I never. That possibly didn't didn't pop into my head until just a few seconds ago. I mean, I knew Charlotte would eventually turn on Oscar, but Sun tells me it might happen tomorrow. We might have uh, Charlotte turn on her, cost purposely cost them the title, and uh, that could lead to a future feud. I'll explain wh- what I think uh, in a few minutes. Um. Then you got Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. Drew McIntyre is going to be defending the WWE Championship against Goldberg. Goldberg is going to be trying to win his first ever WWE Championship. Now, to be honest with you, normally a match like this would excite me because these two have never fought each other before. But to be honest with you, I think if Sting was in this spot, I would have been more excited because... You know, Sting, Sting's short, long his his time with WWE was so short, and unfortunately, injury plagued, bad booking, especially at that WrestleMania. I think it was WrestleMania 29, if my memory serves me right. No, no, actually, it was WrestleMania 31, because it was the WrestleMania after Brock Lesnar ended the streak. Um, that, yeah, I think if it was Drew Drew McIntyre versus Sting, I'd be more interested in it. Goldberg, I mean, he's won the title multiple times in WWE, you know. I think, you know, after he lost it to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania a few years ago, that should have just been the the, the end of the story, you know. Then you you wouldn't have the horrible match between him and Undertaker. 
and then you want to have this match, you know. So, yeah, uh, to me, I, I, I'm not feeling this match. I think I think Drew should have fought another person and Goldberg should have fought somebody else. I don't know. They don't, they don't seem like a natural um, fit to go against each other. I mean, I wouldn't mind them going against each other, you know, in another match, but I don't know. It just the booking for this just seems a little shoehorned, in my opinion. So you know, 100% Drew McIntyre is gonna is gonna retain it. Okay, who interferes? Go Brock Lesnar could interfere. Um, Sheamus, there's, I don't, I just don't see any possibility of Goldberg winning this title tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna go with McIntyre retaining. The only way Drew McIntyre would win this thing is if Vince was like, you know what? I want him to win the, the Royal Rumble back-to-back. Yeah, I want him to win a lot. That's the only – and then you have Sheamus, his best friend, inter, in, go kick him in and cost him the, the, the thing, and then he competes and win in the Royal Rumble. That's the only scenario I could see him possibly losing it. But I just don't see Goldberg winning against McIntyre. Anybody else, possibly, but Drew McIntyre, I mean, he's he's being built like John Cena, you know, 3.0, so I just don't see him losing. And then, speaking of Roman Reigns, the guy who was supposed to face Goldberg at WrestleMania, that was a natural matchup because, you know, you have two guys, you know, power guys, they both finishing moves on the spear. That one made more sense to me. Um, instead of the the Braun Strowman Goldberg match we had um at WrestleMania, but um, yeah, Roman Reigns, the Tribal Chief, the head of the table, he's gonna be defending his WWE Universal Title against Kevin Owens in our last man standing match for the WWE Universal Title. Um, yeah, Roman Reigns is gonna retain it. I mean, Kevin Owens will come close. But, you know, the Usos will interfere. I think even uh, Jimmy will might even come back from his injury and, and, and cost, cost him the match, you know. I think Jimmy and Jay will cost him the match. Who knows? Maybe even Rikishi might help out it too and say, I did it for Roman Reigns. I did it for the family, you know. You never know. I mean that's a, that's a, that's wasn't it twenty years ago when he revealed that he 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 was on that ran over Stone Cold? Because I think that happened in yeah. what two thousand the 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 round the running Stone Cold run over was I think in ninety nine Survivor Series, and I think he revealed, uh, yes exactly right because the Armageddon pay per view event was two thousand and that was in December. The the, the December of two thousand uh, of two thousand. Is when they had that that six man Hell in the Cell match. So yeah, um, yeah. Um, so basically, Roman Reigns will retain the, the 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 match. Yeah, I think he's gonna retain the title also. And then, remember that clue I gave you a few minutes ago with Charlotte Flair, um, you know, costing Oscar and her the 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 title. Mm-hmm. This is where it comes into play. Originally, I was thinking Bailey might win it, so she could continue her feud with with uh, with with um, Sasha Banks. But Charlotte Flair could possibly win it again, didn't she? 
Did she? When was the last time she won the thing? Oh yeah, she won it last year when she yeah. uh when she defeated Rhea Ripley of right. NXT. So they might have her do it again. Be the first woman to win it back to back to back in two times ever. So yeah, and then she'd be the first father and daughter duo to win the Royal Rumble. Oh well, she's already that because she won it last year. Now that I think about it, but. Yeah, so I, I'm thinking it's going to be Charlotte Flair to win it or Bailey. Again, this is if if Charlotte Flair turns heel. If Charlotte Flair does not turn heel, Bailey will win it. So there's an asterisk with with my with my choice. If Charlotte Flair stays babyface, she she will she will she will not win the Royal Rumble. Bailey will win it. Okay. Is uh is is um what Lacey Evans? No, Alexa Bliss in this uh, Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Oh shoot, I think you're if right. it's not Bailey, it, 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 oh my Lex, goodness, you're right. That's right. Be Alexa. Oh my goodness, you're right. It is gonna be Alexa Bliss because Alexa Bliss, when she turns into that that um that that um you know the fiend version okay. of Alexa Bliss, I don't know what even what to call her. She's, yeah. She can't be defeated. You're right. She's the winner. Oh, my goodness. It was, so, it was as plain, plain as day. You're right. I mean, I'm still I'm sticking with Bailey. I'm still sticking saying? with Bailey. I'm, st- I, I'm sticking with Bailey to win it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Alexa won it. it it's Alexa Bliss. It, it's a, it, has to, it has to be Alexa Bliss. We didn't we even see. Uh, you, man, you're. Yeah, it has to be her, cause she didn't win the WWE title thanks to Orton um, RKO, Owen, you know, hitting the RKO on her to prevent her from winning the title because she was sure gonna win that title. But this is her uh, her second chance to win the title. Oh man, it, it is Alexa Bliss. That's the that's the spoiler alert right there. Alexa Bliss is gonna win the Royal Rumble, the Women's Royal Rumble. So yeah, that's that's my pick. Alexa I'm Bliss sticking, will win. I'm sticking with Bailey, but again, I won't be surprised if Alexa Bliss won it. The one, the reason why I'm I'm a little hesitant to pick Alexa 100 percent because I can see Randy coming in there and causing her to lose somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's been having because the way they're making it, making it seem like he's about he's gonna fight her instead of Bray Wyatt, <laughs> and she might end up. <laughs> She might inter- she might return the favor and interfere in the wor- the men's Royal Rumble. Yeah, maybe. Just like Nia Jax a few years ago. Yeah. I don't think it was last year, right? It was like, it was like two years ago, right? Uh, maybe I can't remember. Let me, let me see if I could. Uh, let me see. Is it Rumble two thousand and nineteen? Okay, two thousand nineteen is when she she competed in the Rumble, so it's literally over two years ago. Yeah, Nia Jax made history as the first person to compete in 
in both the men and women wear rumble in the same night. Yeah. And the first and the fourth woman to do it uh, overall. Uh, I'm trying to think. It was China. It was um, did Nicole Bass compete in one too? You know, I you know, I just uh, damn, I was just thinking. I might have to change my pick because I'm thinking Bianca's been doing a great job as well. She'd yeah, be a true. good pick to win this. Yeah, she'd be good too. You know what? I'm changing my pick. I'm gonna go with Bianca Belair winning the Royal Rumble. I'm gonna yeah, go with her. That would be a, a her against Sasha Banks would be an amazing pay per view. I'm gonna go with her. Forget Bailey. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if Vince McMahon would would want to do that, but I think it would be. I think that would be a great. Because I think her and her and Sasha Banks match each other very, their gimmicks are very similar. Yeah. Like they would be like perfect rivals and then future tag team partners. Yeah. Because I think they Maybe. they would they would like mesh together just like her and Bailey mesh as well. You know, with the that contrast between both of them, kind of like rock and sock connection, which they were hugging hugging. What was, what was their, their nickname? Hug and th- what was it? What was that nickname? What was the, the nickname of um when when Bailey and her were were um tag team partners the first time? Uh, what was this? Something like hug. I can't even remember. Hugs and kisses. <laughs> oh, I can't even remember. But anyway, yeah, you know they they had the opposite. But her and Sasha Banks would be very similar. Like they would they would be a good tag team. You could boss and hug. What boss and hug? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's 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 the pick. Okay, and last the men's one. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, it's going to be. Yeah, I'm gonna pull a. I'm gonna pull a. I know on Raw, uh, rather SmackDown, they made it look like, you know, um, they made it look like um, you know, Braun Strowman is gonna win it. Because he had that big reveal, which after I saw, I was like, they should have saved it. They should save the reveal for Royal Rumble, because it would have been a bigger reveal if they would have done that, you know. But um, yeah, my pick is I think it's going to be Sheamus. I know they were they were teasing, you know, Braun Strowman. They were teasing Daniel Bryan because he's never won it. But I think it's gonna be. I think that's it might be true. famous. Oh, that's true. Daniel Bryan has never won that. Yeah. And, yeah. And then having them come back and possibly fight Roman. That's that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be an interesting matchup. You know, I'm gonna have to change my pick again. I picked AJ on my show. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and pick Daniel Bryan to win the Royal Rumble. AJ would be a phenomenal pick too. But yeah. Uh, maybe next year. I don't know if they. I don't know if he'd win it this year. I mean, I mean, he does have almost on his side who could maybe possibly interfere. Maybe. Yeah. Um, it's not gonna be easy in a Royal Rumble match, though. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm all I, all eyes are gonna be on the because uh, everybody because the referees are gonna be looking to see if anybody's foot touched the ground. So it's not gonna be easy as let's say a regular match of, you know, someone interfering. Yeah, I'm going with Daniel Bryan to win the men's and. Bianca to win the women's. My final picks. Hey, I hope you're right because you know I'm a fan of both of them. So I hope you're right. But I don't know. I just feel like uh, let's see. Who's the, okay? So there's Drew McIntyre. 
as a champion. And then you have Roman Reigns. So yeah, I think I think I think I think it would make sense for Sheamus to win it because he's been you know best friends with with Drew McIntyre. You know, right now he's a baby face, even though he was kind of a villain uh, a few weeks ago when he was feuding with Keith uh, Lee. But um, yeah, I think I think um, I think Sheamus will win it. That'd be an interesting match. Yeah, I'm trying to think what happened on the other stuff like NXT and, and AEW. Um, let me see. Um, okay, um, trying to think what happened. Um, was that a tag team match? Oh, oh yeah, on NXT they had the the um the um the dust the Dusty Rhodes um the Dusty Rhodes um you know tag team um the tag team classic uh they had it for both the men and the women uh let me see if I could um remember the the major thing that happened. Um, what you might call it, Finn Balor. You know, he put his rivalry aside with, with um, with uh, Kyle O'Reilly from the UE, and uh, he defeated uh, Oni Larkin and Danny Birch. You know, the champions. Uh, they teased that you know maybe Finn Balor might join the 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 um the undisputed error, even though he, he didn't, but you know, they have that bullet club, um, ties, which has been a theme throughout wrestling all over the place, especially AEW as well, which I'll talk about afterwards. Um, let's see, what was, what was going on in there? Yeah, that was the main event. Um, you had MSK, they defeated Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. Uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, they defeated um, um, Aliyah and Jesse uh, Camilla. Tyler Rust defeated Daniel Garcia. Grizzle Young Veteran defeated Kushida and uh, uh, Leon Ruff. Uh, Bronson Reed defeated Isaiah Swerve Scott. And then, of course, Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly, um, they defeated... Uh, you know, the tag team champions, uh, Oni Larkin and Danny Birch, uh, to advance um, in the the, um, the Dusty Rhodes, um, you know, uh, classic, tag team classic. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think what happened. I know, I know, uh, I think this, that this Wednesday, um, Nero is going to be the best man for Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford's long, long anticipated um, um, wedding. Shaq he challenges Cody Rhodes to a tag team match, uh, expected to be at uh, AW Revolution. That would be uh, Shaq and um, yeah, I'm trying to remember that. Um, you said Shaq. Yeah, Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah, Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. 
So he's, he's in AEW team. now. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, he he's gonna team up with Jade Cargill, and they're going. He's gonna fight Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet. Uh, Cody Rhodes' wife, uh, Brandy Rhodes, was would have would have been in this match originally, but unfortunately, uh, well, no, no, unfortunately, I shouldn't say unfortunately. Um, well, she couldn't make it because she has even better things to do. She's doing the Becky Lynch, taking the Becky Lynch route. She's going to be a, a, a first-time mother as well. So congratulations to her. Mm, interesting. So instead, her her protege, Red Velvet, is going to take her spot. So it's going to be Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet versus Shaquille O'Neal and um, uh, Jade uh, Cardio. And that match is going to be at AEW Revolution, uh, March seventh, at the at the AEW Revolution pay per view event, and uh, on AEW, um, Dolph Ziggler's brother, real life brother, he um, he fought. Um, he he um, yeah, he fought. Um, I'm trying to think, was it? It might have been. Um, it might have been Hangman Adam Page, if my memory serves me right. Uh, yes, it was. So yeah, here's the matches that happened. Uh, uh, Eddie Eddie Kingston defeated Lance Archer because he had like a a brass knucks he uh, he used that the referee didn't see to knock knock out Lance Archer. Then Jericho and MJF defeated the Varsity Blondes, which um, has uh, Brian Pillman Jr. in the group. Hangman Adam Page defeated uh, Ryan. Namath, who is really Dolph Ziggler's real life brother. You had Jungle Boy, um, who's uh, Luke Perry's son, versus uh, Dax Harwood from FDR, formerly known as um, uh, what's the name of the group? The what's, what's the name of that group when they were um, in WWE? Um, what's the name of that group? I can't even remember the, their names. Um, uh, crap! I totally forgot that name, but it doesn't matter anyway. Um, let me let me move on. Um, yeah, then you have Britt Baker. She defeated uh, Shanna via submission, and Britt Baker she's she's expected to fight against uh uh Thunder Rosa. Um, in a, the upcoming pay per view event. Well, I think it might even be at the on um, the Wednesday. The Wednesday matchup at the the beach, the, that beach um, event that they're gonna have uh, on Wednesday, and then you have finally you have the Young Bucks, the the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers defeating the Dark Order, and this was probably Dark Order's um, first defeat since uh, you know the untimely passing of their leader Brody Lee. So, um, oh yeah, the revival—that's the name of the group, the former WWE group. Um, yeah, I guess that's that's all. That's all she wrote today. Um, anything else you'd like to uh, say before we head out, Mac? Uh, everyone enjoy Royal Rumble, and everyone stay safe out there, and come back and check out Sports Urban Legend only on Blog Talk Radio. You heard the man come back in two weeks.
to find out the conclusion, our thoughts on the Super Bowl that's going down next week. Uh, you know, we'll, give, we'll also give our review of the Royal Rumble. And we'll talk about what else is going on in, uh, you know, in sports and entertainment as usual. So we'll be back in two weeks. He's uh, Macaulay Matthew. I'm, of course, Wayne Ramo, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace out. School is over. You're dismissed. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.